Hello, you're listening to The Show Off Project. It's a special edition of my podcast. Oh, I'm Marilyn, by the way. And today I'm chatting with the very, very lovely Spencer Snacker. Now, this project is inspired by International Women's Day. And I'm chatting with everyday women of all sorts. Some of them I've known for years and others are new friends that I've met on this podcast, including my special guest today, Spencer. Oh, really loved this conversation. And you'll see why in a minute. Spencer, welcome back. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you. Yes, yes. We really hit it off uh, when I met you virtually, again, another virtual friend on my podcast. Oh, feels like ages ago, another lifetime ago. And I'm so glad you jumped at this opportunity to come on and do this special edition. Uh, I can hear already, well, I know where you're from. Can you share with the world... (laughs) Where you're from and what your cultural heritage is. That seems to be the place where we're starting now. Yes, yes, sure. I'm a American girl born and raised um, outside the Washington, D.C. area. So somewhat metropolitan, transient area, which is exciting because there's always comings and goings and different cultures and all of that. So, yeah, grew born and raised outside Washington, D.C. And that's where I've lived most of my life. Where um, oh, blah, blah. it's early morning here. <laughs> And what is your wow? What is it that you you do with your uh, your life, your business, your family? Yeah. Oh gosh, I feel like that's like a what's lot of questions. Day to day? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your give us a little peek into your world? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, my husband and I are round two marriage together, like the best ever. Though I always say he's everything I ever wanted and more, and he says I'm everything he never knew he always wanted. Which I find (laughs) hilarious, but he says it like he didn't know what we have could exist kind of thing. So still happily married coming up on eight year anniversary of our, of our marriage, 10 years together. And, um, we're a blended family. We've got four kids between us, um, two from his first and two from my first. And, um, and so my business, um, is that I'm a executive coach for women leaders, really like visionary women leaders, out to shake up and change the status quo. Um, and I help them turn their mission into a world changing movement without life sucking consequences. Oh, ditto. We could be, we could be <laughs> business twins, but on the other side yes. of the planet, aren't we? Yes. We're so, balancing. We're balancing. The we planet. are. Well, just, you know, <laughs> provide the different accents. I absolutely love it. And we were chatting just before about your focus now on women, and I, I, I tend to feel the same. Can you share the gist of that conversation and tease it out a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned that, you know, for a while, I, I think when I started, actually, I was saying it was kind of focused on women, and then I expanded to say women and men, partly because of um, sort of access I had to groups and and potential leads and so forth. But I thought, you know, I really love working with women the best. And it's not, not just because I enjoy working with women and their personalities and how we click energetically and all of that. But, um, you know, I also feel like 
I, I, I feel like I'm going to put my foot in my mouth when I say it this way, as some people might hear it differently than I mean it, but it's like, I feel like women need me more. And I they only do. mean that. I don't mean because they're a we hot do. mess. Yeah. I don't mean it that way. I just mean that I think, you know, when you, like, if you Google, um, you know, top executive coaches, or certainly we all know that like some degree of the stats on CEOs, women CEOs, there's, they're not nearly as proportionally represented in the leadership roles as they are in the general population. Um, and so I feel like we have more of a tendency to, to kind of step back and fade and like, let other people take the lead or not, um, promote ourselves as much or own our awesomeness as much and shout it from the mountaintops as much. Mm. Um, and so, um, that's, that's part of what really jazzes me about working with women is like, I want to help these women that have these huge missions and visions and things they are out to do to really change the world and make it a better place to help them with the skills and the tools and what it takes to really bring that to full fulfillment mm. of that vision. Mm. I feel like men, men are doing what they're doing anyway on their, on their own. Let me like help the women really kick some buns here. <laughs> I love that. And, and it's automatically my mind's going, there's a few things there that the few gems there that I just want to tease out a little bit more is that often women in that place too, they can be really lonely. And it's amazing when you get, yes. get to that place of, you know, intimacy with that relationship, they do admit we, you know, it's where we're doers, we're capable, we, you know, people look to us, but right. we often ha don't have people that we can relate Turn to. Turn to and lean on and, and be real with mm. as well. That's, mm. I'm, I'm moving toward, um, you know, but pre-corona, I was going to move toward retreats as my primary business offering. And then of course, mm. Corona totally shot that away. Um, but I'm moving back toward that now thinking retreats and very small, intimate mastermind groups, mm. largely for that reason, not just for that connection and intimacy that I can provide for them as a coach or a mentor, but also to create space for these women leaders mm. to come together and be able to be really real with mm. each other, mm. to let some of that guard down and some of that facade we sometimes as, as women in business and in leadership mm. feel like we have to put on this coat of armor of, you know, doing business the man's way and I'm tough and I'm going to this. And it's like, you know, inside we're kind of dying inside a little with how, you know, yeah. having to put on that yeah. show. And yeah. so creating a space to really be able to connect and have those deep, authentic um, mm. connections and sense of belonging and being able to just mm. be fully there. And often, I mean, I found this growing up and it's probably a personality thing as well. But when you're a visionary, when you're a strong woman, Everyone looks to you. So you find yes. that you are the natural leader by default in your group. Yes. People look to you. People come to you. But, you know, you know, it's funny because to reverse, I will ask you this question is who has inspired yes. you, who would mentored you. I find that really hard because I'm usually the one mentoring others. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why it's just happened all my life. So it's like, I'm craving for that sort of connection at that level as well. Yes. Actually, I hate that word at that level because that automatically puts people into categories and that's not what I mean at all. But it's someone who can, you know, perhaps support me and be that friend to me and get what I'm going through. And another yes. thing too is women, we are pretty capable. So not oh, only are we running incredibly, yes. <laughs> we're running businesses, but we also, most of us, now this is general again, we'll walk into the home and we're running the home as well. We're running mm -hmm. this, that, 
and everything. Yeah. So we, we are, so it is sometimes hard to even find time for those sorts of friendships, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have some great friends from childhood that live, you know, within 30 minute drive of me that I maybe see like once a year <laughs> if I'm yeah, lucky. Yeah. So and yeah, it is. It's like we, you know, we kind of get caught in the, the, what we need to do in the day to day sometimes and don't always take that time mm -hmm. to, to connect. And things have progressed a lot, you know, there's so, so many conversations I'm having now where people are just, it's just equal in the home and it is just that, mm -hmm. that, that balance going on, but there's still, I think this in our DNA, we're carers. So as soon yes. as we walk through that home, you'll be in that home. You've got that, those multiple responsibilities all the time. Yeah. Men have yeah. that fantastic brain where they can compartmentalize more. <laughs> <laughs> We missed out on that hormone. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, my husband tells me that's not entirely true. You know, oh, he says good. that he does feel that pull as well, mm. sometimes like feeling kind of pulled different directions. But mm. um, yeah, you're right. I think I think if we're making blanket statements about the sexes, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah there like, are some yeah. differences there. They're terrible blanket <laughs> statements. I know. It's terrible, terrible. It is so <laughs> terrible. I mean, I really don't even like drawing the distinctions for me it's about mm -hmm. humanity but you yeah know, this this theme we better keep on theme hey yeah can we talk more about that statement you made about women limelight showing off because this is the whole theme of this yes I want to show yes. women off and it's it's tongue-in-cheek statement I remember mm -hmm. sharing it with my dad he goes you can't call it that that's people will get the wrong idea. I'm like, that's the whole point, you know, right? <laughs> to sort of get a bit of attention. But it's true. We're not natural. No, yeah, again, blanket statement. But what? What? Let's talk more about that. What? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah you know, that actually is a big part of why I chose to go to a women's college. Uh, because I, it, it's, I had read a statistic that's, and I don't remember now the numbers, it was ages ago that I read it, but I remember reading something saying how, when women are in co-ed education, co-educational mm -hmm. settings, um, that they do tend to let the men lead. They, you know, mm -hmm. they don't assert themselves as much mm -hmm. or put themselves into as many leadership roles because mm -hmm. men will sort of naturally take it or go for it. Mm -hmm. And women will be like, okay, whatever. And, and I'll, I'll sort of allow it to happen. Um, and so again, I don't remember the percentages, but it really made an impression on me at the time. And especially as a young feminist <laughs> down with the man, kind of, kind of, kind of teenage girl that I was, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to a women's college where like, we're all going to be encouraged to leadership and step up. And, you know, there is no one else to sit back and let, take the lead. Like it's, if it's going to be one of us, why not be me or, you know, me among them, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think it is interesting. You know, I think, um, you know, maybe part of it is certainly I think many of us are, are socialized or, you know, culturally told things like, oh, don't, um, I don't know. I think it maybe goes back to some of those things like women are to be seen, not heard, and little girls are to be sweet and quiet and things like that. And so I think there's some of that water that we're swimming in that we don't even maybe realize, but we have taken on in some ways. Um, and, you know, a lot of us like don't want to be jerks about stuff, which I think a lot of people in general don't want to be jerks. But I think, you know, women think like, well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that kind of leader that sort of claws and fights and tackles other people to climb on the backs of others to make my way up. So if, if someone else is going to fight for it, sure, go ahead and, and let them have it. But um, 
you know, I feel like I'm, I'm using a lot of generalizations. I don't, you know, I don't know that I can really say it's accurate, but I feel like that's my sense of where we still are with a lot of things. And I think we've come a long way, but I think we certainly still have a lot further to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, come on, let's just be self-aware yes. and, and think, okay, is that thought from me or is it just because we still pertain to the yes. girls wear pink, boys wear blue things? You right. know, and it's just so much right. washes over us that we never question. And it's, yeah, right. I think it's, you know, these conversations are so common now. I think we're all a yeah. little bit more aware of that. Right. Spencer, let's go to the who you want to show off, who has been significant in your life, maybe dead oh, or alive or fiction or fi- fictitious, <laughs> um, that you would like to show yeah. off about perhaps someone who's inspired you. Yeah, yeah. Want, Gosh. You can do multiples if you want. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say there there are many. Um, so it's, it's certainly my mom is one. My mom is like has had huge influence on me through my life and um, strong, independent, taught me young early on that there's always a way. That was kind of one of her phrases I would hear her say often, like, you know, if you want to do something or you ask something and you don't get where you want to get with that, like, you know, try someone else or try a different direction or figure out what else needs to happen. And not in a, like in an obnoxious, you know, mm. do go, but in a, in a, it's in an inspiring like, kind of way, that. like about yeah. possibilities. Yeah. yeah. So there's always a way she used to say, and, um, my grandmother is a huge inspiration. She, her, she lost her husband, my mom's father, um, when the kids were like eight and 12 in the 1940s, maybe early, early 1950s and, you know, took, took care of them and, and continued on and never remarried. And, you know, certainly in a time when I think it would have been like, Oh, what are you going to do? How are you going to get through without, and without a man taking care of you and all of that. And, um, she was, she was tough. In fact, it's funny. She, she, I remember her telling me one time that that was one of the initial comments that my grandfather had said to her when they met in high school, that he said something like, you're a tough broad or something like that, but it was like an an admiring (laughs) sort of way. (laughs) Sounds Um, like a line from a movie, doesn't it? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I've certainly had some amazing mentors and, and coaches and, you know, people that have just been incredible in my life, including some of my sort of surrogate families growing up that I was drawn to. Um, yeah, so <laughs> certainly my, um, you know, my coach that I've been working with for a few years um, has been a huge, has had huge impact on me that we've had this one-on-one coaching relationship. Um, she was one of the early co-founders of School of Rock um, and had vision for that even before it was like when it was out of the guy's garage, basically teaching ah. kids and she was having vision for franchising. And wow. it's funny, we were actually just talking today about how she said in a in an interview or something, she said, you know, within a year, I want these kids in like Rolling Stone or Spin or on MTV or something like that. And everybody thought she was nuts. And sure enough, like, you know, it became this huge global sensation. There were articles in Rolling Stone and others on that. So just that um, sort of visionary thinking, I think Mm. was, was awesome. Um, Yeah. You know, I think of, I certainly think of some of the, the leaders of the, the early sort of well, I say early, not like early, early, but the last round of women's movement. And I think of people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that was the Supreme Court mm-hmm. justice and um, in the U.S. And I realize that's a name that may not be global, but she was quite impressive. And um, 
you know, some of the ones that really stepped out in ways of we, we can create something different here than what's always been, mm-hmm. um, has been huge, huge inspiration and things that spoke to me early on. Wow. Let's jump into your work of working with yeah. human leaders. Yes. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on what is missing in terms mm. of women leadership. And I don't necessarily mean what industries are missing women leaders, but mm-hmm. we often say, oh, you know, they're great at the soft skills. We're great at nurturing. We're great at listening and all mm-hmm. those, you know, those sort of things. But what's, what, is there anything unusual or anything that's we've missed that you see that, or something that's consistently coming up in working with women that, that we need to perhaps pay attention to in the new world we're moving into? Yeah. You know, I think what comes to me initially, as you asked that, is the the idea of um, allowing ourselves to be more feminine in these roles. I think think a lot of us do tend to um, approach business and leadership like we've seen the men do it all these years, um, because we maybe for various reasons just feel like that's how we need to be or that's the way it's done. And so I think... um, you know, one recognizing that it's okay to bring some of that feminine energy and different ways of doing things into it, I think is, is key. Um, which, you know, can be a little scary and unsettling because there's not really a big precedent for that. I mean, even with women CEOs and leaders, it's not necessarily, you know, I don't mean we need to be sitting around like chanting kumbaya or, or, you know, doing super woo woo type stuff. Um, which not is often that's inherently the, a bad thing, is, but just, no, yeah, I know, ahead. but it's often the reverse reaction to a very masculine style where either goddesses right. in long dresses or, yes. you know, yeah. or, yeah. And, it, and it's like, oh, Yeah. It's like they're they're, Mm. exactly. I think there is like a middle ground there to be experienced. And, you know, I think even more so what I witness a lot with my clients, what I experience with them is the, um, trying to be all things to all people in ways that we're running ourselves into the ground. And, and so I think to really allow, um, allow space for taking care of ourselves, allow space for turning things off occasionally, um, allowing ourselves time to be present with whatever it is that we're doing. You know, if we're at work being fully focused and present at work, and if we're, um, you know, with the kids having dinner or watching TV at night or whatever, or going for a walk or to the park, like allowing ourselves to be fully present there. Um, because I think there are oftentimes the whole like, oh, but I still need to be on. I still need to be checking email. I still need to be thinking about how to solve this problem. Um, and so really finding ways to be able to, to be present and to be where we are and with who we're with. And, and I think so much of that is, um, you know, just remembering too, that like, I think we often think of it, like we're running this race. And if we can just get to the end of the race, like it'll all like, well, when I cross the finish line, then I'll be able to be more present or enjoy more, have more time available or whatever it is. But most of the women I work with are high achieving and always setting new goals. They're always evolving. We're not going to ever get to the finish line. As far as I'm concerned, the finish line is death. So, yeah, so when you're six feet is. under or <laughs> spread the ashes into the wind, then you, congratulations, you've crossed the finish line. But you know, what, what about right now? What about today? How are you living your life today? Mm. Oh, it's been so great having this conversation. I love your viewpoints. Speaking of that finishing line, I'm not necessarily talking about death. Yes. At the end of your life, 
at your finishing mm-hmm. line, what would, what could I show off about you? What would be the ultimate honor? Oh, wow. You know, I don't have like a specific thing that I would want to feel like I, you know, that it could be said or shown, but more just the, like some sense of legacy being left behind of the, the impact that I was able to make in the, um, I, I, I feel like we're at this potential tipping point of raising human consciousness and like a whole kind of our next stage of evolution as human beings, um, and I feel like I have a role to play in that and, and would love at the end of my life for there to be some evidence of sorts to show that, that I contributed to that. I'm sure there will be <laughs> knowing who you are. Thank you so much for your time. I, I'm sitting here going, we could just ask that. I could ask that. I could ask that. And I'm like, yes. no, I promise to keep these a little bit shorter but thank you so much for your time and your beautiful beautiful thank you so much for having me thank you so much Marilyn love what you're doing 